This is a podcast for people who are already dead inside. And so if uh, you still have your hopes and dreams, you're obviously not grown up enough to listen to it. Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. (laughs) Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. The scene opens, and we see floating above the city a giant mechanical Kremlin. Its spires rising through the clouds, propelled by rockets underneath. The whole red square is floating in the sky. We take ourselves inside, and we see our antagonist, Rasputin himself, around a cauldron. He looks a little odd, because he has been resurrected as some kind of an evil Russian mummy. He's covered in bandages, Um, his eye hangs loose from his socket, he's got missing pieces of flesh, he's kind of gangrenous looking. He still has his signature black robe, but underneath he's covered in bandages. He's definitely a mummy. Uh, You see him around his cauldron, and he exclaims to no one in particular, Ah, Dovarish, it is I, Rasputin, and I am back. Despite being poisoned, stabbed, shot, and drowned. They could not kill me in the end, thanks to my dark pact with Osiris. And you see this this hawk-based Egyptian god appear in the cauldron. He appears to be mirthful, looking at Rasputin. Rasputin calls down the hallway, To me, my henchmen, my mummies, you must aid me in this venture. Lizzie Borden, get in here! And this mummy woman in a, in a little house on the prairie dress comes out with her hair in a bun, covered in bandages, makes the sign of the cross, and kneels before Rasputin. Al Capone, where are you? In walks uh, a man with a white fedora and a pinstripe suit with a Tommy gun on his shoulder, spits at the corner, and, uh, you know, just kind of stands very cockily. Ah, Caligula, where is my little party animal, huh? Where are you? Get in here! Ah, Tiche Suka, Ocubla! Come on! And in walks uh, a Roman mummy. His bandages trail behind him like a train, uh, like a like a cloak. He has a curly head of hair with a wreath around his around his brow. Um, he seems to be standing almost with an air of dignity above everyone else. But then he kneels before Rasputin. And finally, my enforcer, my big old paluga, my shashpua balu bolushich. Andre, Andre, come on, it's time. And in walks, and, and it's weird, you hear this crowd roar as Andre the Giant is a mummy with his singlet, comes in on a, on, a, on a rolling miniature wrestling ring, just the size for him, waving. Ah, to side, to side, to side. I have gathered you here today to be friends and to do something very special for your new lord and master, Rasputin. The only way for us mummies to take over the world of the living is to capture the heart of Ra, the beating, bloody heart of the sun god himself, so we may hold dominion over the fire and all the souls of man. Andre the Giant looks quizzically at Rasputin. But without his heart... (laughs) 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 Oh, that guy used to (laughs) love. Yeah. 
But boss, without his heart, how is he not going to be lonely on Valentine's Day? Up his debts, Blyan, in danger. You are an income poop. And he smacks Andre the Giant to the ground with a, with a ghastly green spectral hand. You do as I say, for I am Rasputin. Who else has anything to say about our plan? Room is silent. Al Capone um, chewing some gum. They all simultaneously let out cackles of glee at their at their evil plan to 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 take the heart of Ra. <laughs> so, little Jake Malone is a is your average kid. He's uh, likes baseball. He likes video games. He likes his action figures, and above all else, he loves mummies. He makes his mom take him to the museum almost every weekend. To go check out the mummies. He's a mummy fanatic. Ever since his dad died in Desert Storm, little Jake Malone has become obsessed with mummies. Maybe he thinks his dad could be a mummy one day, but he doesn't tell anybody that. They're walking through towards the Egyptology exhibit when Jake's pukey little sister pokes him in the ribs. (laughs) (laughs) You're weak! Mom! Mom! Jake, what is it, honey? She keeps poking me. Don't poke your brother. He kicked me first. She's lying. Jake, you are grounded. You know better than to than, than to kick your sister. You're no, right. No, I do. No arguments, I would Jake. never. Stop arguing. I... Or it's two weeks. No museum after today. I've had it up to here with you. Jake hates his pukey little sister, and he decides he doesn't need his family anymore. He's going to stay with the mummies. God, grounding me for a week. They don't need... They don't... It's not fair. I never kicked her. As your mummies understand. <laughs> <laughs> so you know exactly the path to the mummy exhibit. And you see down the hallway the sarcophagi, the statues of Anubis, you know, all that stuff down the hall. Alright, I'm gonna I'm just gonna, you know, kinda be pretending to watch some like little so, you know, the boring stuff, the guys, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. But I'll be keeping an eye on the guard. Whenever he's, like, talking to somebody else, I'm going to scoot on past. Okay. You scoot on past. Uh, the security guard is lazy, um, half asleep. He doesn't care. Jake finds himself hiding behind a sarcophagus and the hours pass until everything gets quiet. The murmur of people moving through the museum, children pattering along the marble floors, tour guides explaining things. It all starts to die out. And the windows fade into darkness until Jake realizes he's in the museum after hours. It's nighttime outside. It happened. (laughs) He begins to tiptoe through the museum and it's very different at night. Large crocodile statues bear down on him. Stuffed bears, cavemen statues ogle him. (gasps) Ogle. So he goes to the he, he wanders around for a little while, but it's too scary, and he goes back to the Egypt the Egypt section. I'm gonna crawl in the sarcophagus. He starts to crawl towards and he starts to carefully push the lid of the sarcophagus. Um, one of the sarcophagus. He doesn't know whose it is. It's too heavy, and as he puts his hands on it, he feels a rumble. <laughs> the sarcophagi all around him begin rumbling and blowing, and as they rumble, the light, beams of light form towards the center. He's in a large circular exhibit and they all form towards the center with this glowing orb with the beams coming out to each sarcophagi. It looks like the sun. 
and rising from the center, first with his fingers, with his biceps flexed, rising from the center, wearing no shirt, a large hawk head, ripped body, standard Egyptian garb. It's the sun god himself, Ra. Ra. I see you know me, little one. Of course. You, little Jake Malone, are the true bearer of my heart. The heart of the eternal sun burns within you, Jake. I knew it. I told them. You must protect it and the fire within man for as long as you live. But you will not be alone, for you shall have guardians. A league. A league of the most extraordinary mummies. Arise! And the lids of the sarcophagi blow open. Light pours from them and thumping beats. <laughs> First to climb from the from the sarcophagi in front of you, Louis Pasteur, the life-saving chemist supreme. Good day, Ra. It's wonderful to meet you again, yes. Yeah? It's very, very nice. Hey, uh, maybe we can have some escargot or something. <laughs> Marlon Brando, diplomat, thespian, assassin. Mm, yeah, says, uh... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I tried to hold it together. Go ahead. Uh, pa- pa- pardon me. Um, uh, uh, director? Yes. Uh, well, here's a little. They're a little groggy, Jake. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Fin Fatale and I on the streets. <coughs> yo, what the deal, yo? I can't... Where am I now? I can't believe... I keep just waking up in these just strange-ass places. Yeah. Uh, it's you again, Ra? Oh, my God. What up, homegirl? <laughs> it, this better be important, yo. And last but not least, Paul Bunyan, legendary acts of justice. Jake Malone catches the, the waft of mossy forest. The trees in the Yukon exhibit part, and light pours down on the sarcophagi, and out climbs this strapping, plaid-clad man with an axe. Mm. Oh, I love a good sleep. Mm. <sighs> I'm gonna tug on Ra's little his little dress thing that he's got going on here. Yes, Jake. Are you not impressed? I don't know these guys. Oh. These aren't the mummies I read about. Oh, trust me. These are the most finely handpicked mummies from my repertoire. They will keep you safe till the end of your days and my heart within you. They're your friends. Okay. Don't you like mummy friends? I do like mummy friends. Don't worry, wee one. There's a big job to do, and we're going to help you do it. Oh, look how cute this little homeboy is. I love the little children. I'll help you whatever you need, Jake. Jake, I, I, I can tell you maybe I've lost a father. Just judging how you stand and the way that you hold yourself. I can have a good sense for masculinity in, in a man. But we, we, will, we will watch over you now, Jake. Come, come with us. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's do this. You guys are dazed by your long slumber, and uh, Ra informs you of your mission. He basically controls your very existence by his will alone. And he tells you that you have to protect Jake Malone from Rasputin. Yes, that Rasputin, at any cost. Jake, 
You must find the four amulets of the sun, which are hidden the world over. The first one, in fact, is in this very city. In fact, it's in this very museum. That's easy. Let's go get it. There is a woman who works at the gift shop named Rhonda. She's a lot of fun. I need you mummies to go with Jake and get the first amulet of the sun. As he says oh. this, he sinks back down into the sun and everything turns dark again. He disappears. There's orange smoke rising and it poofs out. The museum is quiet and lonely again. You're standing, mummies and a boy. All right, boys. Let's uh, head down to the gift shop there and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go talk to Rhonda, see what kind of woman she is. Come on, Jackie. You can hold my hand. Okay. Mummy Paul Bunyan lowers down on one knee, and he is still twice as tall as Jakey Malone. As he lowers and his knee hits the ground, slight dust shakes all around and everything like that. Don't worry, Jake. You will be very safe with us. So, um, what are you guys going to do? I'm going to let them guide me because I know they know where to go. Jake, let's go uh, this way. You can just follow the arrows. Arrows always point to the exit, Jake. But we don't want to go to the exit. We want to go to the gift shop. Where the exit is is where the gift shop is. It's just a way to squeeze you. It's just a way to squeeze the money out of you. It's like everyone's always trying to squeeze you. Let's go, Jake. You have to walk through it to get out of the building, Jake. I pull my hand back from him. You're in the Egyptology exhibit. It's a large circular room, a huge vaulted ceiling uh, with with hieroglyphics and, and depictions of the sun and things all over it. Uh, a lot of sarcophagi and statues. Your goal is to find Rhonda, who tends to work late, and get the first amulet of the sun. Why don't you introduce yourselves to each other, maybe get to know each other a little bit. Oh. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh... I am Madam, uh, Madam, Dark Madam. Uh, what are your, what are your names and histories? Uh, I'm having trouble remembering that. My memory is hazy. As, as Marlon Brando is talking to you, his jaw pops loose. Oh, here, friend. Mummy Paul Bunyan will take his hand, which is the, almost the size of Marlon Brando's entire torso, and just sort of lift the jaw right up there and accidentally push his head like way back oh. because I don't I don't have an understanding of the concept of the size of his body. Oh, very good. Left eye is going to look at him in disgust. Yo, that's just fucking disgusting. As she says this, a huge clump of dust falls out from between her legs and splatters all over the floor. Don't worry, Miss Left Eye, that's your last poop. <laughs> that was the last poop that you had waiting. It's gone now. It happens every time. You you need to watch out the way it is. It's full of germs. I I don't know if I'm going to get used to this mummy thing. Sorry, <laughs> That's what I say every time. <laughs> I am I'm Brando. I uh I feel like I've always had a certain epicurism about me. I loved my fame. I was I was an actor. I was on the stage and in, in the films. Very, very important man in my time, I believe. Yes, what about you, sir, you large man? Ah, oh, they could have put you up there on the silver screen. Whole movies mess around your size. Mm. 
I don't know if I could fit on the silver screen. All I remember about my former life is that there was much work to be done, and I was the only one with the stamina to do it. With my trusty axe and my size. Well, I've got some size too for the, uh, <laughs> and some stamina. What about you, sir? Yes, small friend. A mummy Paul Bunyan slaps this small muskrat-sized man to my eyes um, his, on the shoulder. His his arm completely separates from his body, and worms and snakes fall out, and he's just dangling there. And there's dust and ichor. Give him a hand, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like you, I was a very famous, very important person. I uh, maybe you have heard of pasteurization, huh? Oh. Louis Pasteur, I love milk. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think I got to be this size? It's from pasteurization, that's my thing, yes. Yo, you invented milk? Milk, wine, beer, it's all safe to drink because of me, Pasteur! (laughs) As he's saying this, he's putting his arm back in socket and and the snakes and tendons are reattaching themselves. I'm gonna kick the remnants of the dust turd mm-hmm. to the sides. <laughs> <laughs> just took a shit, and I'm going to kick it. What, what, what are your clothes like? What do you look like? Okay, um, am I in normal clothes? You're a mummy with a halter top and, and parachute pants. Yo, you seem like some chill dogs. I'm going to love hanging out with you, but uh, I feel out of place. Where's, you know, I got these sweet kicks on and my hot pants, and, and but I just don't seem to match anybody. Am I with it anymore? Well, I don't know what kind of outfit could match flannel and suspenders and size 84 jeans. Mm, it looks like you, Miss Curvar. Play Cleopatra alongside of my Mark Anthony, if I do say so. Yo, tall dude, look at out there. There's a guy that's dressed just like you on a scooter. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. He looks fairly effeminate. Madame has keen eye, though. You are very similar. Hmm. I wonder if that man could wield an axe like me. Now, let, let, let's continue on to, uh, what was it, Rhonda? Yeah, yo, where's this Chica Rhonda at? Oh, she's obviously. Let's go towards the, the gift shop. Away! Mummy Paul Bunyan does not have any social graces whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He realizes that a task needs to be completed quickly. And so he just utters from his great belly, Rhonda! The walls shake, dust starts pouring down from the ceilings as it dislodges years of unmaintenanced uh, ceiling tiles hmm. as I call her name to try to find her. It is not how I would do it, but uh, maybe this will work. You're proceeding down the hall, and you're passing what what looks like um, some kind of uh, medieval Chinese exhibit. There's jade dragons and large uh, lacquer boxes, very ornate swords and spears on the walls, large mural of the Great Wall of China. And you turn a corner, and you hear a, a skittering. And out from the corner jumps three Shaolin monks, but they're scorpions. <laughs> So these scorpion men, covered in chitin, their their mandibles clack together menacingly as they as they bar your way. Venom drips from their mouths, and they're wearing um, orange robes, and they all have halberds, like jade halberds. What? 
the fuck? Mummy Paul Bunyan picks up little Jakey in his left hand and cradles him up by his torso and readies his axe in his right hand. I'm scared. Don't worry, son. The monk scorpions all shout at the same time, Rasputin! And they charge you. Um, I would like you all to roll initiative. So, Marlon, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lisa left I.O. Lopez, you have the first action. Since I am a five-foot, tiny, little Hispanic uh, girl, mm-hmm. um, and this is my first resurrection, I'm using my action to run behind Paul Bunyan. Okay. Uh, she scampers behind your mighty oak of a leg in a blue jean and uh, cowers. Next is Marlon. I'm going to pull out a combat shotgun from behind my back. You, I, you have that? I, yeah. I guess I missed that part. Okay. <laughs> Snuck that one by me. Right. <laughs> I read I, your sheet. Yeah, it's not on there. Oh, I, just, okay. I decided right now. Okay, fine. You boys like a sting? How about this sting? Okay, I would like you to roll your dexterity plus firearms. You fire your shotgun, and uh, a lot of dust fires out from the barrel, and some buckshot catches one of the Shaolin monks in the shoulder, and he hisses at you. So he does. He takes two damage. As I'm walking forward, I would also like to punch one in the face. Okay. Brawl plus strength. I mean, you were a big boy towards the end. You got your your flabby tricep careens through the wind as you as you swing at this monk. You do connect, but it's a glancing blow. Uh, next is going to be Paul Bunyan. Um, Mummy Paul Bunyan is, uh, he excels at weathering the storm and protection, so he will use the threat range of his axe to keep all of the others at bay while cradling little Jakey Malone, turning his left shoulder away from the, uh, the threats, the bad guys. You feel the warmth of pee under your armpit from Jake Malone's jeans. He shrieks. You have snakes in you. Ah! <laughs> uh, Mummy Paul Bunyan uh, is very used to having the urine of various he's animals on him. Yeah, yeah, he's a naturalist. Mm, you're like a little muskrat. <laughs> the scorpion monk dashes, hissing with his halberd, right at Paul Bunyan as hard as he can, who's ready with his, with his has his axe at the ready. Upon seeing the threat enter within range of his very large axe, Paul Bunyan lifts it high up into the air and drops the axe down directly on top of the scorpion's head, intending to hew him in twain. Um, Please roll your strength plus six, D10. Your gleaming axe crashes down onto the weak, chitinous, soft-shell head of this scorpion man. His halberd clatters to the floor as green goo and ichor sprays all over you and Jake. Bury your head in my flannel, wee one. And, uh, yeah, you instantly kill him. As he's doing this, uh, one of his mandibles flings off and hits the guy behind him in his bug eye, doing the final point of damage. And there's one left. The last scorpion bug is going to go. Marlon Brando is closest to him, so he is going to swing his halberd at Marlon Brando. So he does three damage to you, Marlon Brando. Uh, the, halberd, the halberd digs into your shoulder, bites, and uh, yeah, dust flies up and, and black ichor. Yo, Paul Bunyan, get that other one over there too. Louis Pasteur, it's your turn. 
I am going to run up to this uh, scorpion monk with my bare, decaying flesh hand. I'm going to slap him across the face and give him the kiss of a pet. As I, as I slap him across the face, unholy power sparks and hisses with eerie foxfire hues. The spectral energy of anthrax feels through his body. Um, yeah, you. this scorpion man, he stops in his tracks and he, he staggers back and his mandibles open up and he coughs up this dark green bile. He appears to be afflicted by this, this bitch slap from Louis Pasteur. Haha, <laughs> you see that, Jake? These things are nothing. Hi, you guys are, you guys really know what you're doing. <laughs> Jeepers. Jeepers. Okay, now it is Marlon Brando's turn again. Her. It must be difficult being a man of scorpion because I'm a man of man. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome! What? Classic Brando! I just drank too much. No, you're fine. No, that was fantastic! Brando will pump the shotgun, ejecting the spent casing, swing the shotgun like a baseball bat. Marlon Brando heaves back and uh, swings the, the butt of his shotgun like a like a Louisville slugger at this scorpion man. Uh, it hits him in the side of the neck and does two damage. He shrieks in agony. And then this day is starting off whack. Lisa is going to, or left eye is going to look around the room uh, and see if there's any kind of a weapon in this part of the museum. A spear, a pole laying somewhere. They're literally everywhere. Okay. Just anything you want, Chinese style. It's there. Okay. Racks and racks and racks of gleaming, ornate uh, halberds, spears with large feathers on them, curved jade swords. Left eye is going to run over and grab a, a dagger of some sort. Okay. Find a, a long dagger with uh, Chinese characters carved into the blade and the hilt of a hissing snake. I'm going to grab the sword and just throw it as hard as I can. At the scorpion man. Okay. I hope I don't hit um, Brando. Brando. Roll a. I'm there too. Roll a yeah. dexterity plus weaponry. As you throw this dagger, the snake handle opens its mouth and grabs a hold of your wrist, and it extends in this glowing green, slithering snake towards the scorpion man. Scrapes his eyeball. He goes. <laughs> And then it just retracts back and stabs you in the arm. It's a, it, it comes back and it kind of cuts along. But you're a mummy. It doesn't even do anything. It cuts your bandages. So you kind of have this, this yo-yo dagger from ancient Ming Dynasty. Damn, yo. Just keeps getting more whack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this uh, mummy, or this scorpion still has some hit points. And it is Paul Bunyan's turn. Mummy Paul Bunyan will rest his axe out of the ground, out of the depression that he made while careening through the previous scorpion Mm -hmm. with said axe. Well, it looks like you might have had your flapjacks today. And uh, lifts his foot to stomp and crush in his in the entire in an attempt Mm -hmm. to crush this last scorpion just under his size thirty-two boot. Roll your... What? It's like the size of this table. <laughs> He's a big boy. Yes, it is, Paul. Uh, roll your strength plus dexterity. So as you stomp down, this scorpion man... Uh, I mean, he is a Shaolin monk. He scorpion kicks spirals out of the way, 
your foot just crashes into this marble and tiles cock up on the sides and slide down towards your foot. But he uh, he skitters back up a pillar and he's actually clinging to the pillar and he looks at you with his glowing green eyes and hisses. Little squirrels are good at running, but I always catch you. Louis Pasteur's turn. I will walk over to Mame Paul Bunyan's foot. I will grab one of these tiles jutting out mm-hmm. and hurl it like a discus at okay. the scorpion. Dexterity plus weapon. This tile, this marble tile, flies and spinning rapidly, it crashes up into the Chinese pillar that this scorpion monk is, he's distractedly trying to taunt Paul Bunyan, of all people. And it uh, just uh, pins his neck to the pillar and his body is just swaying as he's, as he's decapitated and hanging. His little ant head, scorpion head, rolls off onto the ground. Booyah! Take that, biatch! Yeah, and uh, little Jakey is just amazed uh, at this. He, he just thinks you guys are so cool. You proceed down the hall and you find yourself standing in front of a gift shop. Behind the counter is a woman, red hair, shoulder length, maybe in her mid-50s, uh, bangs, little heavy set, and uh, she's just kind of doing some paperwork and filling some shelves. Not a woman of color. No, not a woman of color. Oh, not interested. Caucasian woman. <laughs> not interested. Not interested. <laughs> was that, was not that his thing? Not where I saw that going. <laughs> I mean, Marlon Brando had sex with it. Everything, but yeah. he especially loves he loved darker, black tail. dark women. Okay. Doesn't have to be black, but Just like exotic. Indian, okay. yeah, okay. all sorts of stuff. I will walk up to Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Rhonda. Maybe you know me. I am. Oh, goodness me, honey. Yes. Can I help you? The museum is closed. Oh, do not you recognize my face? It is. Uh, how do you say Louis Pasteur? No, oh, well, you don't look like your statue. You're, you're much taller. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how can I help you, boys? You look sweet. Boys, what about me over here? Oh, I didn't see you over there, Mousy. Hello. Yo, Chica, you know where this bling-bling amulet is? What amulet, honey? It's honey. of the utmost importance for our little muskrat here. Oh, hello, little boy. I don't know what you're talking about. And as she leans forward, she has warbling old lady flesh cleavage a little bit in her dress shirt. Mummy Paul Bunyan is very excited Mm. by the elderly cleavage. Okay. Oh, you mean that necklace I got at the pick and save? You know it. The one that glowed. Oh, yes. It's time. Boy. It was beautiful, but it made me feel funny. Um, I gave it to our, to our curator, Mr. Thurgood, and uh, I think he took it down to the basement. To the basement, boys. Mm. Oh, that's right. Run along. My mom Rando will give Rhonda a little tap on the booty mm-hmm. and head out. She appreciated that. She's an old-fashioned woman. And the forest doesn't have many women. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my utterances. The palace knows its pharaoh. So wits plus craft. Uh, Lisa Lefty Lopez. All the twists and turns and pillars and hallways and basements, everything down to the bathroom, just becomes knowledge to her, her, her recently arisen brain. Yo, guys, I can use my left eye, and I can see this entire place from right here. Her left eye glows. I'll get us to that basement right away. Hopefully we won't find any more of these scorpion ninja monk fuckers. Mummy Paul Bunyan says, Let's begin searching. And goes the opposite direction that left eye is facing. I lead the way, monsieur, but uh, maybe watch the language a little bit. There is a little Jake next to it. Mr. Bunyan, this way. Oh, thank you. 
So you guys proceed, thanks to Lisa Leftile Lopez's map spell, you proceed directly past the sign that says basement this way to the basement. (laughs) (laughs) You go down in the basement, and this thing is enormous. There's hallway after hallway. It seems to be this old stone, like almost these old catacombs under the museum. So you enter this huge cavernous room. It's made of old brick stone laid on top of each other. This is the main storage basement. Strangely enough, you see a large ramp. Huge ramp. Maybe it's for docking, like entering stuff, like precious exhibits through the bottom. But it's this huge ramp and it goes for hundreds of feet. And up at the top, you see dangling from the ceiling this orb with what appears to be filled with water. It's about the size of a a beach ball. A large beach ball filled with water is dangling at the top. And inside, you see this glowing golden amulet. It's shaped like the sun. Miss Left Eye, can you use that little doodad you got on your wrist there and maybe puncture that orb up there? And get that amulet down. Yo, how do I know that's safe? I don't know, woman. Why don't you just give it a try and we'll see what happens? Yo, what about that fancy shotgun you got? <laughs> just like my father. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, jeez. Get your panties out of a wand. And uh, Lisa is going to flick the dagger at the orb. The venom, uh, the venomous fangs on the on the hilt dig into your wrist and the snake head flies forward with the dagger at the end. I mean, this thing is hundreds of feet up a huge oh. steep ramp and it's not even close. It kind of clatters to the floor and just retracts back to your hand. Good try! I mean, how, how do we know if you didn't try? I'm gonna stomp off. <laughs> Sit down for a minute. Okay, you're mad. Nope, nobody... It was an idea! <laughs> <laughs> Left eye is going to stare over at Marlon Brando, squint her eyes angrily, and just flip him off. Just give him the biggest bird she can. Oh, of course. Of course. How can I not expect that? To be fair, you you have to experiment, otherwise you do not know if it is a success or not. Um, this is basic principles of science. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep at it and we'll get it. And Mummy Paul Bunyan sets little Jakey down with everybody to make sure that he's still safe ah. in the group and begins trudging his way up the ramp oh, at, a, at a measured pace. Uh, but with his large strides, uh, might be gaining a bit more ground than your average human. Okay, uh, please roll dexterity plus athletics. As you're proceeding up, uh, it becomes incredibly slippery. Um, it's almost like it's covered in, in, in weird slick mucus and you tumble down. You crash into the other mummies like a bowling ball into pins. Ah! They all go cra- go flying <clears throat> around the room. Ah. Oh, shit. You all take one damage. Mr. Bunyan, I I just need some space. Where's my trailer? You know, <laughs> just like that woman's dagger, it is the same thing. Experiments. We do trial and error until we figure this out. Uh, this will work. And I begin trudging up the ramp again. No, it already failed once. As Paul Bunyan is um, is proceeding to attempt going up the ramp again, you hear the telltale sound of a large round ammo clip thing being loaded into a Tommy gun. You turn around behind you and you see a pinstripe clad mummy with a cigar in his mouth and a and a, and a white fedora tipped on his side. He says, "This is a stick up, see? Al Capone's here to plug y'all, shitheads." Montour, please watch your language. There's little boy here. 
<laughs> and he just starts unloading with his Tommy gun. These bullets that are coming out of these Tommy guns look like little skulls with green fire shooting beneath them. They're necrotic Tommy gun bullets. Mummy Paul Bunyan immediately wants to jump on Jake, on, on little Jake Malone. Okay, you can do that. Um, let's all roll our initiative. Okay. Al Capone did have to drop. Yeah, so he's going to be first of first. That's absolutely fine. Okay. So as he's cackling and these necrotic bullets are flying off, each one of you takes a necrotic bullet to a body part, uh, not your head or anything, somewhere in your torso. He's spraying at your... He's just spraying everywhere. So let's go one by one, actually. Uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. So your right arm takes a necrotic bullet and this skull just starts gnawing away through your arm and it's just eating through your arm and your bandages melt and all this black ichor falls out and you take two damage. Holy shit! This fucking scrub is getting me down. (laughs) I mean, Paul Bunyan, roll a 10. The bullet flies by your head. It goes up the ramp about 200 feet and smashes into the orb of water. The amulet falls to the ground first and the orb just kind of floats there for a moment. Then it crashes to the top of the ramp and it turns into this heaving, roiling wave of white locusts that start falling down the ramp ever-increasing speed, coming to smash you against the wall, this this tidal wave of, of watery locust insects. You have three turns to defeat Al Capone. Louis Pasturio first. Oh, this horrible, disgusting bullet! I, uh, I unhinge my jaw as I begin uttering the rite of the sacred scarab. I begin heaving and dry heaving until a large scarab is vomited out of my mouth. A two-foot-by-three-foot scarab begins crawling around, crawls over to Jake Malone, and wraps itself around him, giving him protection. Ah! What is it? You are under our protection, little one. Do not worry. Next is going to be Marlon Brando. I'm going to tear off my left arm with my right arm. I'm going to run at Mr. Capone and wield my left arm like a club and clobber this oaf across the skull. Roll your strength plus your current health. That's a good mummy move. Yeah. That's a mummy move. <laughs> you you club Al Capone right across the kisser, and he goes, Ow! What am I being marooned here? This is this is a this is a setup, I tell you, a setup! And he takes he takes one damage from that. His defense is Alright, next is I believe Lisa. Left eye's right arm's got a tear through it. It's uh, it's a little hard to move it. Uh, so she takes her non-dominant left hand, grabs a dagger, because, yo, third time's a charm, and just wings it at Al Capone. Roll your dexterity, plus your weaponry, plus five. The snake hisses its way around, and it, it just, uh, Al Capone laughs as he steps to the side, and he says, I'm the original snake, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bunyan, it is your turn. Mummy Paul Bunyan opens his arms wide, opens his mouth, his jaw unhinges. Mm -hmm. The bandages keep it attached, but it is hanging very low. His flannel shirt explodes while his suspenders remain magically intact. And he casts wrathful power Mm -hmm. at Mummy Al Capone. The chest hair flies off of his body, off of his chest, off of his abdomen, off of his arms, his shoulders. It comes around from his back and flies towards Mummy Al Capone with a roar. 
So, chest hair, uh, you can see a small cut on Al Capone's cheek, and uh, he kind of sneers at you, looks at you and sneers at you, and then pretty much forgets you were even there. This wave of deadly gelatinous locusts is about halfway down the ramp, and it's just, you hear the hissing roar as it comes down the ramp, and this will kill everyone it touches. It feels like ancient magic, older than even, even any of you. Mummy Paul Bunyan is very disheartened. Mummy Al Capone takes a laugh, takes a little laugh break to be cocky at y'all, and uh, he says, Ah, you got tricks up your sleeves, does ya? Well, I got something for you, sweetheart! How about a little soul dynamite? He throws soul dynamite. It flips end over end and just explodes right in the middle of you. Wailing skulls shoot out from the middle and just your bandages and your skin is blown back. Your eyes are pushed through the back of your skull. This huge detonation happens and you're all standing there after it happens and your bodies seem intact, but you can't remember anything and you have a hard time moving. He just cast Soul Dynamite, which makes you unable to cast spells for the remainder of the combat, makes you forget everything about who you were, and makes you stereotypical lumbering mummies. Like, movie style. The water is still coming at you. It's coming closer and closer. You can can barely think. You don't remember anything other than the warmth of the sun for a brief moment in your tomb. You're just kind of looking at each other. Mummy Paul Bunyan locks eyes on something shiny and goes to pick it up. I would like you to roll a wits plus investigation. Uh, you, you reach down at the shiny, but you kind of fumble and you immediately forget what you, what it was or what you were even doing. You, you, you just feel so old and you feel so... You literally can't conceive of a reason to do anything. All of you. You're just lumbering soulless husks. Uh, Louis Pasteur is just going to start lumbering towards the nearest human. Ah, Jake. Jake Malone is is disoriented and scared, but he's normal. Marlon Brando, I see a green wisp of smoke coming out of the barrel of the Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. He sees it, and in a deep down recess of his memory, he feels a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. He grabs at it, however clumsy, hoping to, and no matter how the barrel of the gun mm-hmm. burns his flesh, okay. he'll hold it, and he'll hold it down, because he knows whatever sort of power this green mist holds is going to destroy him. You reach for the Tommy gun. You feel the sensation of burning and pain. It doesn't matter to you. (laughs) Suddenly a shaft of light opens up above you. The roaring of these locusts, the buzzing roar, the cacophony is all that's filling your mind. A shaft of light opens up before you. Uh, You you feel it. You see it hit the ground in this dark basement as this water is, is coming at you. Al Capone's freaked out, too. Like, the water's right there. It's going to get... It's, I mean, it's rolling down this hill. It's, it's going to be here soon. What do you do when the la- shaft of light hits the floor? Uh, let's go with... Uh, you were first, right? Lee Pastor would like to, to grab Jake Malone and just start shuffling to this square of light. Okay. Stand in it. Left eye um, feels a need to kind of watch over the kid, mm-hmm. just an internal feminine instinct, uh, and so she's going to 
trudge over to the light where Louis Pasteur is taking little Jakey. Mummy Paul Bunyan stands up and is uh, inspired to... Oh, dear Lord. Look up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's quite an inspiring light. <laughs> um, Mummy Paul Bunyan is inspired to look up and uh, try to reclaim his uh, mission from the god Ra. He looks up and he thinks it's the light of Ra's blessing, the sun, but it's not. It's world famous intrepid explorer Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> you see this black man with a cool goatee and a, and a brown fedora and a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. Hey, what are you guys doing down there? <laughs> Here we go again, man. Wilt Chamberlain swings down on a rope, comes down in an arc, and gathers you all up in one mighty arm. <laughs> <laughs> and swings up as the water crashes beneath you. Al Capone is smashed against the wall and the locusts are eating his flesh. And he says, it was a frame job, you see? A frame job! Uh, playa. Uh. <laughs> Will Chamberlain swings you up and sets you safely on the scaffolding above, above, the, uh, above the basement. Um, so he sets you all gently down. Like little babies, including Jake and Paul Bunyan. <laughs> oh, Wilt. Yeah, what's you, up, man? You, hey, how's it going? You saved us, Wilt. Yeah, yeah, man, looks like uh, he got you with that soul dynamite again, huh? Listen, um, Raw Ra sent me over here to kind of keep an eye on you guys. Um, I'm doing other other things right now, but uh, I thought I'd just come swing by and, uh, you know, kind of do my de- deus ex machina thing and, uh, you know, help you out. Wow. Uh, how, yeah. about, how about you and I go grab a drink down on uh, down on Melrose, maybe a Charlotte Plaza? Yeah. yeah, all right, man, we can do that. Let's go. Well. Uh, Marlon Brando and Wilt Chamberlain walk off into the sunset towards Melrose. While you're drinking, you better thank me. I pasteurized everything. Without it, you'd have dysentery. You'd have typhoid. It's all me. As Wilt Chamberlain and Marlon Brando walk off into the sunset, he turns back and he says, "Oh yeah, hey Louie." Don't forget this, man. And he throws a glowing amulet, and you catch it. Or, yeah, yeah I, you can catch it. That's I reach fine. up and I catch it. Ah, Jake. It's warm to the touch. The first amulet, Jake. We did it, little buddy. Wow! Yay! Mummy Paul Bunyan shakes his head, gathering his wits about him. It's taken a while for him. He is not a terribly witty individual. Mm. Mm. Jake! Is Jake okay? Oh, Jake's fine. In fact, we have the amulet. Hey, who wants to celebrate? Who likes escargot? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Louie. You, little Jake Malone, are the true bearer of my heart. The heart of the eternal sun burns within you, Jake. You must protect it and the fire within man for as long as you live. But you will not be alone, for you shall have Guardians, a league, a league of the most extraordinary mummies, arise! In the deep sandy desert was a tall, handsome god. He was kicking it god-style, admiring his bod. When along came a creepy-looking weirdo Russian dude. Tried to steal Ra's heart and was generally rude. So Ra called his friends to stop all of the strife. A league of super mummies sent Rasputin back to the afterlife. It's a mummy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's mummies. M U M M I E S. League of extraordinary mummies. M U M M I E S. Mummies are a go. For Bunyan is the strong man. Stay out of his way. Yeah. Mr. Left Eye's funky with a killer Yo, attitude. No Marlon Brando has a special brand of insanity that only comes with fame and wealth. Ah. And Louis Pasteur is a science dude. Sacre bleu. It's the mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. League of Extraordinary Mummy. Yeah, yeah. It's a mummy. Yeah, yeah. Will Chamberlain and Marlon Brando are sitting at the bar. Scene. Yeah, this is during the credits. The Seinfeld theme is playing. Will Chamberlain or Marlon Brando looks over at Will Chamberlain and he and he he's like, "There's something that Marlon's he's even heard of Will Chamberlain, even though he was around. I mean, he was around when Will. Was All right. Around. He has a question for Will. Will, have you ever? Uh... Have you ever loved a man before, Will? Roll barfly plus intelligence. Zero successes. Uh, Will Chamberlain looks at you and kind of chuckles, puts his hand on your shoulder, walks over to the nearest beautiful lady. Well, them's the breaks. And I'll, I'll, Marlon Brando will walk over to the second most beautiful lady. Marlon Brando can still have a good time.